Let's thank God for our choir. A few Sundays ago, I finished up my series, The Drama of Discipleship. Today, I'm kicking off a series for the month of November. And my series for the month of November is called No More November. No More November. What are you not going to take into December? Some of you are too young to remember Roberto, Roberto Duran. Some of us remember no mas, no mas, no mas. What is your no mas? for the month of November that you won't take into December and by the power of God you won't take into 2024. For everybody it's individual. Amen. No more negativity, no more low self-esteem, no more complaining, no more grumbling, no more not believing God, no more discounting myself come on talk to me somebody today I want to begin preaching this first Sunday in November from the topic no more confusion if you're a Mary J fan you can call it no more drama I want to read one verse in Acts 11, verse 26. Where it says, the disciples were first called Christians at Antioch. Amen. Lord, bless your word. Bless your preacher. Your words, my mouth. Holy Spirit, have your way with me, in me, and through me. In Jesus' name, amen. No more confusion. Names and naming is important and significant. What we name people, places, things, and ideas is important and significant. What we name a person, place, thing, or idea ought to be prayerful, thoughtful, and spiritual. What we name people, places, things, and ideas ought not be promiscuous, thoughtless, or lacking thoughtfulness. But what we name people, places, things, and ideas is important and significant. Whether it's the name we give to a baby boy in blue or the name we give to a baby girl in pink.
names are important and significant. Whether it's the name we give to a church or the name we give to a ministry within a local church, names are important and significant. Whether it's the name we give to an organization or the nickname we give to a person made in the image of God, names are important and significant. Whether it's the name we give to a stuffed animal, a pet, or a means of transportation, names are important and significant. Names, Watch Chapel, ought to be given prayerfully, thoughtfully, and as an act of spiritual identity. According to this New Testament text, we witness and experience the significance of names and naming. According to the text, the gospel of Jesus is being spread across the ancient world. The persecution of Christians that began in Acts 7 with the martyrdom of Stephen has turned out to be a blessing in disguise. While persecution does not seem to be a blessing on the surface, the persecution of followers of Christ helped Christians fulfill the great commandment of Matthew 28, verses 16 through 20. The gospel of Christ is being spread across the ancient world. According to this text, the gospel has now arrived in the city of Antioch. Here in the city of Antioch, the gospel is being preached and Saul and Barnabas are being used by God to do the work of ministry by saving souls and changing lives within the city limits of Antioch. As the disciples of Jesus have arrived in Antioch and the gospel is taking root in the city of Antioch, there's something significant about naming that takes place in the city of Antioch that has not taken place in any other city, state, or municipality. According to the text in the city of Antioch, Christians received the name Christians. Before they arrived in Antioch, they were not called Christians. If you make your way from the Gospel of Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, to the Gospel, to the narrative of Acts, Christians were called friends, servants, brothers, sisters, followers of the way, but here at Antioch, there is no confusion about their identity of who they are or whose they are as followers of the Lord Jesus Christ. Here in the city of Antioch, they are called Christians. And watch chapel, I preach this message on this Lord's Day to eliminate and eradicate any confusion about who we are and whose we are as followers of the Lord Jesus Christ. We ought to be called Christians. 
Wherever we go, wherever we work, wherever we play, wherever we interact, wherever we interface, we ought to be known as Christians. These people are named Christians because there is no confusion about whose they are or who they are as followers of the Lord Jesus Christ. They are called Christians because of their imitation of the character and life of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Christians are men and women who have been saved by the blood and who are committed to the imitation of the character, lifestyle of Jesus Christ. And watch chapel on this Lord's Day as we prepare to celebrate no more November. We ought to be known as Christians by eliminating confusion about who we are. As followers of the Lord Jesus Christ, we ought to be known for our imitation of the character and life of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And while these Christians in Antioch are known as Christians because of their imitation of the life and character of Jesus, there's much contemporary confusion about what it means to be a Christian. Can I preach this? Come on, watch chapel. Help me preach on this Sunday. If we're honest with ourselves, I'm not talking about watch chapel or any church or denomination in particular, but if we sat 10 Christians in one room and ask them what it means to be a Christian, we would get 10 radically different, confusing, dramatic answers. And in many cases, our confusion is rooted in the fact that we are not imitating the character and lifestyle of Jesus Christ. But when we receive the name Christian, it ought to be because we are conforming to the character of our Savior and Lord Jesus Christ. Can I preach this? I might as well tell the story like God has given me unction to tell the story. Being a Christian is not a life insurance policy not to get out of hell. Being a Christian is not a license to do whatever you want to do because of the grace of God. Being a Christian does not mean we use the Bible as a weapon to beat folk up on Sunday morning. Being a Christian does not mean we have the authority and judgment to send people to a hell we don't own. Being a Christian does not mean we are better than somebody who's not a Christian or worse than somebody who is a different denomination than we are. Go on, preach, Peter. Being a Christian does not make us self-righteous spiritual snobs to look down on people who are still doing what we used to do 10 and 20 years ago. Being a Christian doesn't mean or make us holier than thou to look down on folk. Being a Christian doesn't make us or should not make us or doesn't mean that we are legalistic, ritual, rigid, superstitious, somber, killjoys. But being a Christian means that we imitate the character and lifestyle of Jesus. Can I preach this? We, 
What does it mean to be a Christian? Not according to your favorite preacher on TV. Not according to folk tradition, but the book. What does the Bible say about what it means to be a Christian? Can I preach? In Antioch, they are called Christians, Watch Chapel. And they are called Christians because they are fruitful. If we are Christians, if we are saved, if we are filled with the Holy Spirit, then there ought to be some fruit in our lives. And let me help somebody on this Sunday morning. Every person who has named and claimed Christ ought to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Can I preach this? If you are saved, the Holy Ghost dwells resident in our lives. And because the Holy Spirit is active in our lives, there ought to be some fruit in our lives. Folk observed and noticed their lifestyle. Consequently, they named them Christians because they were many Christ. Can I preach this? They had followed Christ so well and done such a good job living up to the lifestyle of Jesus, not based upon their confession, I'm blessed and highly favored, I'm blessed coming in and going out, not based upon what they said, but based upon their character and lifestyle that folk could witness their character because of the fruit of their lives. Can I preach this? And when you and I are Christians, there ought to be some fruit in our life. Can I talk about fruit? Not being snappy and snide, but being patient. Not being callous and indifferent, but being loving. Not being down, morose, and somber, but having the joy of the Lord, which is our strength. Not canceling and cutting folk off, but being gracious and merciful. There ought to be some fruit in our lives. Not being cheap and stingy, but being generous and open-handed. Not just believing in God, but believing what God says. There ought to be some fruit in our lives. Folk ought to be able to tell who we are, not by the words of our mouths, not by the T-shirt, not by a sign that says John 3:16, but folk ought to be able to tell who you are, who I am, based upon the fruit in our lives. Last week, we got the nickname Apple Missionary Baptist Church. Some of the saints right now are still basking in the overflow of apples. Apple pie, apple cobbler, apple cider, apple tarts, apple pancakes. Come on, I'm talking to somebody. And if you know something about apples, apples come from tree. Come on, talk to me. Can I preach this? 
and the tree never benefits from the production of apples. The apples, come on, I'm talking about any fruit. The fruit ain't for the tree, but the fruit is for people around who are going to be blessed by the tree. Come here, somebody. When you and I bear fruit because of our connection to Jesus, it ain't for us, it's for our mama, it's for our daddy, it's for our spouses, our siblings, our neighbors, our family, our co-workers, our friends, our brothers, our sons. It's for the folk around us. And folk ought to be blessed by the fruit in your life because of our connection to Jesus. We are Christians when we are fruitful. Not just our fruitfulness, watch that, but we are Christians when we follow Jesus. Can I preach this? We are called to be contemporary modern disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ. If you know something about the Gospels of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, disciples, the 12, the 70, the 120, and the 3, Peter, James, and John were known for their fellowship of Jesus. Wherever Jesus was, they were present. Wherever Jesus went to worship, they were present. Wherever Jesus went, went to heal, they were present. Wherever Jesus went to do ministry, they were present. Wherever Jesus went to teach, they him as disciples of the Lord Jesus, as Christians, we ought to be known for our fellowship of the Lord Jesus Christ. Can I preach that? Fellowship promotes influence, relationship, yieldingness, and surrender. You only follow who you trust, who have influence in your life, and who you revere. Now, in this contemporary culture, there are many folks we can follow. But as Christians, we ought not follow anybody more than we follow Jesus Christ. Can I preach that? I know this is radical, hard preaching because temptation for us is to follow every time. I'm not going to say Dick, and I'm not going to say Harry. Amen. The temptation is for us to follow any and everybody. Can I preach that? If you're a by God, you follow the Ravens from here to Germany, amen. If you're a Panthers fan, you'll follow the Panthers. If you're a Commodores fan, you'll follow the Commodores. Whatever team, whatever person, whatever icon you revere, hold in high esteem, we will follow those people like fans. Can I preach? Can I preach that? But as followers of Jesus, we are not fans, we are followers. There's a difference between a fan and a follower. A fan just wears the collar, but a follower gives his life for the prince. Now, preach this. Being just fans of the Cowboys, being just fans of the Ravens, we just being fans of the Eagles, being just fans, we are followers of the Lord Jesus Christ. And let me help somebody right here who's trying to put your team or your person or your
Are there any believers who have not received the elements? If so, please raise your hand so we might serve you. Are there any believers who have not received the elements? So please raise your hand so we might serve you. Love God. 